Welcome to Unsiloed Marketing, the show where we focus on all aspects of marketing, from attracting new customers to getting them to return to your company more often. If you're focused on increasing your company's revenue, this is the show for you. Let's get started. Welcome to Unsiloed Marketing. This is episode number three. I'm your host, Eric, and in today's show, we will cover ideal customers. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss a single episode. So let's go ahead and dive into this topic. What's the big deal about ideal customers? For many companies, you know, you end up in this chicken and the egg situation where you might ask yourself, well, should we start with the ideal customer or the ideal product or service? And what ends up happening a lot of times too is that companies will design the perfect product, but they design the perfect product kind of in a, in a closet or in a box, meaning there's no interaction with their ideal customer. So they really are designing a solution and they don't know who has the problem or if the people who have the problem even know that they have a problem. If you have your own business, chances are you've experienced this, or even if you've launched a new product with a company, um, and there are many of stories, there's so many great marketing case studies out there where products were designed and launched even by large, you know, multi-billion dollar companies like Procter & Gamble, and they created the perfect product, but didn't have the perfect or ideal customer to go with. So. You know, do you start with the product? Do you start with the customer? And it can be a chicken and the egg. Sometimes you just have to start. So I'm going to start with the ideal customer. Why would I start with the ideal customer? Well, if I can figure out who the ideal customer is, there are a whole lot of other answers that will be right off the bat, not part of the equation. They'll be done. I'll have solutions because I'll know who wants the product, who needs the product, and I'll also know who I'm speaking to in my marketing. If you if you listen to episode number two, we talked about telling stories and the idea that marketing is the process of telling a story. Well, who are you telling a story to? If I don't know who my ideal customer is, then the story I'm telling might not might not resonate with them at all. Starting with the ideal customer, I'm just going to go through a series of questions to help me get there. So number one, if you're trying to figure out who your ideal customer is, you might ask yourself, well, who wants this product or service? If you start there, you might have a good chance of designing a product or service that will actually address the needs of your ideal customer. So who's going to want your product or service? I've seen it time and time again. I've heard it in startup pitches. I've seen it in business case studies and even real world marketing issues with some of the companies that I've helped where the perfect product was created without a problem or without an ideal customer in mind. So it doesn't sell. And you might wonder why it's not selling. And it's because you're, the story you're telling doesn't resonate with your ideal customer you didn't figure out who your ideal customer is. So by asking yourself right from the start, who wants this product or service, there's a good chance that you can start to figure out who your ideal customer is. Next question I like to ask myself, 
who can afford my product or service, right? If you create a high ticket or high cost product and your ideal customer can't afford it, you're also not going to make any sales. If you are creating a low cost, high volume product and you're expecting to, uh, you, you want your ideal customer to be a luxury purchaser of goods, you're probably missing the mark as well. The idea, the price point, and the idea of just asking who can afford this product or service can help you get one step closer to the ideal customer. Next up, and I have a few questions here. My next question is going to be, who would you most like to use your product or service? So it's one thing to say who wants this product. It's another thing to ask who can afford it. But now, who do I really want to represent this? You see this playing a huge part of luxury, luxury brand marketing. The person that they see and that they show in the advertising often tells you exactly who their ideal customer is. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be some other uh, segments of the market that will also purchase their product, right? I'm not certain that Louis Vuitton has hip-hop stars in mind when they are marketing their product because normally I see uh, the luxury, sort of the, the, the high-end soccer mom or something along those lines wearing the product in the products in the advertisements, right? So who you would most like to use your product or service can play a part in how you define or how you figure out your ideal customer. The next question you should definitely ask of your product or service is, could there be differences in pricing based on the ideal customer? So let's say I have a product that I could sell to 15-year-old girls or I could sell it to 35-year-old women just with a little bit of different marketing. Is there a difference in price point? Well, absolutely. The 35-year-old is going to have ideally more disposable income. However, uh, and this is something that plays a huge part in the music industry, you have to make sure that your product is actually a product that is consumed by that demographic. So the music industry is defined and, and sort of led by the, the musical taste of 15 and 16-year-olds. Why is that? They're the ones that are, that are driving cultural change. They're the ones that are most likely to spend money on music. So ask yourself when you're thinking of your ideal customer, could there be a difference in pricing based on the ideal customer? If you're a B2B, offering your services to uh, sol solopreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs versus offering your services to Fortune 500 companies will right off the bat um, imply a different price point, possibly for the same service. So you have to ask yourself, is this a product, is, is there a difference, is there an ideal customer that I want that could actually let me price according to what I like? My next question is, can you reach your ideal customer? So at the end of the day, it really doesn't even matter if you can define your ideal customer and if you've answered all of these, all of these different things, but you can't connect with your ideal customer or you don't know 
how to hire someone to help you reach your ideal customer, then maybe you should design a product for a customer that you can reach, right? Sometimes we have natural biases in our network. If you were, if you grew up, like I grew up in marching band, uh, I played percussion in both, uh, both in grade school and also in college. So I know how to speak the language of marching band and musicians in that. Um, I could probably sell a product into that group. I know a lot of those people too. So that answers the question of can I, can I reach them for sure? Absolutely. But then the question becomes, well, do I have a product that they need or want? So when you're thinking about your ideal customer, you want to make sure that it's a group that you can actually reach. If I'm selling, if I tell myself that my product would be perfect for the billionaires, and it's great because there are a couple thousand billionaires in the world right now, maybe 1,500, something like that, but I don't have any access to them, I don't have a natural way to reach them, then you know the likelihood of me really being successful and starting up uh, the selling process of my, of, my, of my product is much less likely. Next question, do you have enough reasons for them to listen to you? And this kind of goes back to what I was saying just a minute ago, speaking the language, being able to prove you're one of them. Can your advertising show that you know the language, know their language? Do you speak their language? This could be a surface level as, say, deciding to market using Spanish or another language when you're going for a different audience, a different language-speaking audience. But it can be as subtle as being able to use the right slang or uh, in sports, there might be terminology specific to that sport, maybe even different rules. Like if you say you got a yellow flag in football, that's different than a yellow card in soccer. Each group has its own language. Each community has its own cultural understandings can you connect with your audience, with your ideal customer enough so that they have enough reasons to simply listen to you? So the good thing about, about knowing your ideal customer is because you'll be able to create an avatar. But before I move forward on that, let's just go back through the questions that I mentioned. So the first question is, who wants your product or service? Next up, who can afford your product or service? Question number three, who would you most like to use your product or service? Question number four, could there be differences in pricing based on the ideal customer that you choose? Number five, can you reach your ideal customer? And then number six, do you have enough reasons for them to listen to you? So that's all about the ideal customer. And once you define your ideal customer, you can create an avatar. Many companies use all sorts of items and descriptors to define their avatar. You might give your avatar a name. How old is your avatar? What does your avatar look like? Is it a male? Is it female? Is there a language that your avatar speaks? Does your avatar have hobbies? Does your avatar, like the more specific you can get, the more you can better define your ideal customer. And the reason all of this matters the only reason this matters actually is so that you can market directly to your avatar. 
if you know your ideal customer and can create an avatar that encapsulates or combines all of the features of your ideal customer, well, then you can market directly to them. You can speak their language. You can make sure that advertising has images that they would connect with. One of the phrases that I always try to keep in mind is that marketing to everyone leads to marketing to no one. Marketing to everyone leads to marketing to no one. So if you think you're marketing to the masses, you probably won't make any sales. But once you define your ideal customer, now you start marketing to that person. You start marketing to that individual. You'll be able to speak their language. You'll be able to design images and advertising catches their eye. That's it. That's the reason you want to find the ideal customer. Once you define your ideal customer, you'll be able to tell a story that allows them to connect to your brand and ideally buy your product or service. So that's it. Next episode, we're going to discuss finding your ideal customer. For now, I'm going to sign off, but have a fantastic day and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts or find our videos. If you have a question about the topics we discuss on the show or want some help on a challenge your company is experiencing, just email me at eric at unsiloedmarketing.com. That's E-R-I-C at unsiloedmarketing.com. See you on the next show.